Well, good evening. Good to have you here with us. It's a beautiful, beautiful day outside. The sun was out. Was out. Uh, my son loves spending time in our garage looking at the cars go by. We don't have that many that go by. Uh, but when one does go by, it like reinvigorates him for the next time the car goes by. And so we were outside quite a bit today because the weather was nice. So I wasn't freezing. He wasn't freezing. So we, uh, it was beautiful out there. Hopefully you got some time outside, some fresh air. But we're glad to have you with us tonight. Exciting day here at our church with going back to one service this morning. It went pretty well. There are a couple of cases that we're working on. Um, but we're excited about doing that again next week. Before I get too much further, next week is week one of the month. Okay, So I think that's A through E which is my week, so if you want to come sit with me, then uh, next week. No, next week is week one, so uh, make sure you're keeping the schedule uh, for what group is over at the Fellowship Club. That is next week, again, week one, just to get, keep that in everyone's mind. If it's your first time joining us here in person, please stop by the welcome desk. We have a gift we'd like to give to you, and uh, get a record revisit and get to know you a little bit better. If you're joining us for the first time online, please go to sptindy.org slash contact. It changes. Change used to be connect, now it's contact. So sptindy.org slash contact. We want to get a record revisit there. Tomorrow night is our all-church skate night, so one of Pastor's favorite uh, events of the year. So it's 6 to 8 uh, tomorrow night at Fun Factory off of Meridian 465. $5 if you plan to skate. Two? Is it two, Pastor, or three? $2 if they plan to just watch? $2. Okay, $2 if you plan to just watch everyone else skate. $5 if you plan to skate. And uh, we're looking forward to having a good time of fellowship as a church tomorrow night at 6, from 6 to 8. Caregiver Resources class is coming up in just a couple weeks, right? Not this week, but next week. Uh, Thursday, April 6th is the first one. So if you have any questions, see Ms. Glenda. You can sign up for free at sptna.org. And uh, looking forward to that um, great way to grow and learn some new things about hospice care and stuff like that. Our Easter celebration is coming. We still have some of these cards out in the lobby. And so if you'd like to give them, give, give them to your neighbors, uh, coworkers, friends, uh, we'd love to have a lot of people come. Um, has the schedule on there, has our address in the back, uh, some other things like that. But the, uh, the schedule is Friday night. We have a good Friday service. It is in person and online. So you're welcome to come join us. There will be some songs, some scripture readings, some congregational songs. You're welcome to come. There will be nursery provided for all of these. Um, but you're welcome to come at 6 o'clock on Friday. It should be about a half an hour service. Um, centered around the cross and what Jesus Christ did for us. And then Sunday morning, Easter Sunday morning, 7.30, we'll have our sunrise service followed by breakfast, uh, which is always a highlight of the day. And then 9.30, we have our kids and adults high school classes, followed by our 10.45 worship service with some extra special music and um, just a focus on Jesus Christ's resurrection. Always a great time for our, for our church to be unified around um, the joy and hope that we have based on Jesus Christ's resurrection. So that's coming up in two weeks from today as Easter Sunday. Our celebrate moms of littles 10 and under, so if you have a child 10 and under and you're a mom, this is for you, right? So April 21st, it's a Friday night, 6 p.m. Uh, you can see kind of what they have going on, but at 6 p.m., just come and just have a time of refreshing time. Dads get to watch the kids, so you get a break, um, some time, just some adult time, right? To spend some time together with other moms of littles. Our ladies' banquet is coming up May 12th at 6.30. Again, we're just kind of letting people know. We have a sign-up sheet out there for the men who would like to sign up for helping with the dinner. Pastor needs some more grill masters. That takes me out of it, I guess. But um, we have we need some grill masters. They're going to be grilling. And uh, any men that can help out with that. And then the ladies, you can sign up out there as well. You need to sign up by Sunday, April 30th for that. Our SPT testimonies, that's what uh, Devin Foster and uh, his crew have been working on. It's going to be over in the recharge room, which is Pastor's Garage. Uh, but there is a sign-up sheet in between the two uh, sides of the building in that hallway. So you can look and see if there's a time slot for you to give your testimony digitally, all right? So you give it to it, and then you'll, they'll give it back to you after they edit it and stuff like that. So that is coming up. And then the missionaries of the week are Dave and Claudia Barba. As Pastor said this morning, 
Um, they've been kind of having a little bit more restful last month, which has been good. They travel a lot. They still have been filling pulpits here and there. Uh, they said they enjoy being in their town, that their town that was a small town now has a Bucky's and a Chick-fil-A. And so uh, it's getting a little bit bigger, but they said they're really excited to still be there for a little bit. Uh, but they are traveling down to South Carolina to help out with a church down there to do some special music and uh, just really get their church out into the community. So you can be praying for them as they travel here in the next couple weeks. I think that's all I have, so go ahead and stand with me. We will pray, and then we will turn over for some time. All right, let's pray. Our precious Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you so much for your goodness to us. We thank you for the beautiful weather, the sunshine, uh, the warmer temperatures. Uh, Lord, we thank you for a body of believers that we can gather together with. Lord, we thank you for the fellowship, the family that we have in Christ here at this church, and the light that we can be in this community. Lord, I pray that you would help us tonight as we enter into your presence that you would be with us tonight, that your presence would be here, the Spirit would be upon this service, that we would worship you together, uh, both in song and giving and in our hearing of the word as well. Lord, thanks so much for this time. Bless our time now as we worship you in your name. Amen. Remain standing for some. And join me as we sing, You Alone Are God. last week? Michael? 17. How long have you known Lord and Savior? 13 years. And when was your birthday? Friday. And were you pointing Miss Jenny? Yeah. Who were you pointing? Miss Jenny. All right. When was your birthday, Miss Jenny? 23rd. How long have you known Lord and Savior? 21 years. 21 years. Amen. Anyone else? Miss Beth? 
since you were three. Amen. Good answer. Two on March 9th. Is she back in the nursery? Yes. Alright, wow. Doc? Uh, my birthday was Saturday. Saturday? And how long have you known the Lord as your Savior? Oh, 50. 50 years, alright. <laughs> and I hate when he, te- when he tells his age because uh, you remember this story, right? We're sitting, we're sitting with a teenager in between us and the teenager looks at both of us and says, which of you is oldest? And he's 13 years older than me. And we said, guess. And you can already guess who he guessed. <laughs> so anyway, there you go. All right. Anybody else? Any other birthday? Wow, this is a week for birthdays. Any anniversary? Anybody have an anniversary this last week? Who are you pointing to? Oh, and an anniversary. All right. So uh, when was your anniversary? The 17th? 50 years? Wow, okay, that's special. All right, so 50 years. So what's this? And well, let's get in and see if there's any more anniversaries first. Any other anniversaries? Yeah, you got a weekend. There we go. All right, congratulations. <laughs> I just congratulated him a few minutes ago. Hey, you made the weekend. You haven't killed each other yet, so it's called success. There you go. <laughs> Okay, who's going first? What's the secret to 50 years of marital bliss? Pay attention, you'll want to know this when you're 50 years old. <laughs> <laughs> we are not together by chance, but by God's providence. Amen. Forgiveness is a choice, and God brought you together. Doc nodding. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> if you want 50 more, you better be really careful when you say that. God the Father gives and love like Christ loves. Amen. Praise the Lord. So let's sing happy birth birthday to these folks. Here we go. Happy birth birthday to you. Happy birth birthday to you. Happy birth birthday. God bless you. Then Daniel said unto the king, O king, live forever. My God hath sent his angel, and hath shut the lions' mouths, that they have not hurt me. For as much as before him innocency was found in me, and also before thee, O king, have I done no hurt. Then was the king exceeding glad for him, and commanded that they should take Daniel up out of the den. So Daniel was taken up out of the den. And no manner of hurt was found upon him, because he believed in his God. And the king commanded, and they brought forth those men which had accused Daniel, and they cast them into the den of lions, them, their children, and their wives. And the lions had the mastery of them, and break all their bones in pieces, or ever they came at the bottom of the den. Then King Darius wrote unto all people, nations and languages, that dwell in all the earth, Peace be multiplied unto you. I make a decree that in every dominion of my kingdom 
Men tremble and fear before the God of Daniel, for he is the living God, and steadfast forever, and his kingdom that which shall not be destroyed, and his dominion shall be even unto the end. He delivereth and rescueth, and he worketh signs and wonders in heaven and in earth, who hath delivered Daniel from the power of the lions. So this Daniel prospered in the reign of Darius and in the reign of Cyrus the Persian. May your hearts be sanctified by God's word tonight. You may be seated. We've got to get used to uh, doing an offering here, and so uh, we're going to do an offering at this time. And we know the boxes are still back there, but uh, you know, we're trying to get back to 2020 all over again. Remember, did anybody remember our theme from 2020 that lasted for about three weeks? Anybody remember that? 2020 vision, that's exactly right. 2020 vision, and that's from the book of Acts, chapter 20, and verse 20. And uh, so you have to read through that and see God's vision there in Acts 2020. But, um, and so we're kind of getting back to all that. So I'm going to ask the men to come forward, and uh, we're going to take up an offering to Pastor. I wasn't prepared for this. That's all right. Just pass the empty plate right on by. It doesn't really matter. Uh, we're just getting ourselves back into, uh, into uh, sync again. All right? I'm going to ask Brother Ed if you would ask God's blessing upon the offering. Let's pray. Father, we come to you tonight thanking you for all that you do for us. And Lord, we do pray that you might bless this offering. I pray you bless the gift and the giver and help us, Lord, uh, just to use it to your glory and your honor. We just pray that you would be glorified and honored in the rest of this service, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen.
worthy of worship.
love that. I love the way that song switches at the end, right? He will come to me and when we're in our deepest need. That's what he does. What a, what a joyous God we have. All right, so before we get into uh, the message tonight, a ton of things to just share. It's uh, been going on. I, I've been telling people this is not a good week to be associated with Southeast Baptist Tabernacle. And I always think it's good to be associated with Southeast Baptist Tabernacle, but it's just been one of those weeks where the prayer things just keep coming through. So Brian Walker left the church early this morning uh, with an AFib. They've kept him in the hospital. They've shocked his heart twice. They can't get it back in rhythm, so they're keeping him overnight to so what they can do. He was already scheduled for, for uh, ablation, but they uh, hopefully maybe they'll go ahead and get that done while he's there. Lila Green is in the hospital with COVID. In the hospital, right? Did I say that? with COVID, and I just got that message, so uh, if you would pray for Miss Lila, uh, she's also got uh, bacterial pneumonia, so uh, bacterial is the kind of habit, I think, right, that's the one that the antibiotics work on, so uh, anyway, just pray for Miss Lila. With uh, COVID in mind, Dave Rawlings, uh, we announced earlier this week, was battling COVID. On Thursday, he had a mild stroke, uh, he spent the night in the hospital, they sent him home, he's still just struggling with the COVID issue, so uh, pray for him. Debbie Craven went to the hospital yesterday. She has congestive heart failure, uh, so she should come home. Did she come home today? Not yet, so hopefully today, tomorrow. I figured with it being a weekend, they probably wouldn't, but uh, you know, they're going to basically put her on a Lasix uh, program and, and uh, just make sure that she's uh, responding to that. Adam Campbell uh, on Monday or Tuesday night, which was it? Uh, was in a car accident, um, totaled his car, banged himself up pretty badly. He was uh, taken to Eskenazi, but uh, they did release him. He's, he's just kind of beaten up. He's got two uh, cracked vertebrae in his neck, I believe, so pray for him. Skeet Patterson had to uh, get, go back to the doctor because of his back surgery, and the doctor didn't like what he was seeing, so they took him back in for another surgery, which is, what, his fourth miscarriage? More than that, we've lost count of how many surgeries it is. Just try to clean things up. And so uh, they've done that again, and uh, they were supposed to be gone this week uh, on, on a cruise with the family, and they're not doing that, obviously, which the only one that's happy about that is Jaden. He's like, I want to go roller skating. But I don't know if he knows he can go roller skating anytime, but anyway. <laughs> but if we get to go with us. You can't go with us in any time, can you, Jaden? That's exactly right. So uh, anyway, um, Dave, I uh, said Dave, so then... Um, Chuck Krabolka was diagnosed with uh, bone marrow cancer. Um, we told you about this this morning, but they, they call it a liquid cancer. It doesn't, doesn't form uh, tumors, if my understanding is right, in bone marrow. So they'll eventually, after they do some whatever things that they're doing preliminarily uh, for the next several weeks and months, sometime maybe next fall, remove some of his bone marrow, treat it with, with um, chemo, and then and re-inject it back into his bone marrow bones so that uh, it can battle that cancer from the inside. It's treatable, not curable, they told him. So uh, with treatment, 10 to 20 years. Uh, so at his age, no, I'm just kidding. So uh, he's my age, so I'm just kidding. <laughs> but anyway, so just pray for Chuck. And then uh, Robert Murray was diagnosed with kidney cancer. They're seeing some spots on his back and on his hip that they don't like. They're going to get some further testing on that. Uh, so they've already scheduled to have his kidney removed. Uh, so anyway, whew, um, it's been one of those weeks. This, uh, this is very unusual. I'm not kidding. Uh, our church doesn't do this very often. We have prayer chain requests, but usually like pray for, you know, aunt so-and-so out in Arizona or something. So 
uh, these are big deals, and we're going to go to prayer in just a moment. Having said all that, uh, and lesson, I know of at least seven first-time visitors we had here this morning. So, uh, you know, I mean, on top of all that, then we have one here again tonight. So, um, God's still just doing God's work, right? What a joy it is. So, uh, we had our first Sunday school class with our young couples, and uh, we had a young couple visit for the first time. They came to our Sunday school class and brought their little one, a four-month-old little girl, Vera, Vera, and so anyway, just uh, God's still blessing. So uh, we'll go to the Lord in prayer, and then we'll jump into our message tonight. Father, so many things that are heavy upon our hearts, and Lord, we, uh, we trust you with each and every one of them. It's our desire, God, that you would touch their bodies and just heal them. The doctors would just be amazed and stand in awe at your power. And Lord, we know that sometimes you desire to use us in different ways, and I just pray that as you take these circumstances and uh, that you would use them in the hearts and lives of each of these individuals, that you would give them uh, peace that passes understanding, joy unspeakable and full of glory, that God, you would uh, keep them encouraged and looking to you for strength and hope, and may they run to you at this time. We pray that you would give many opportunities for them to share about Jesus with those who they come in contact with through these things. And just ask that you would... uh, Show yourself strong, that uh, when all of these things are finished out, that you would, uh, it would be obvious to them that you have been at work. We thank you for the visitors this morning and pray that you just continue to uh, bless there and, and uh, just grow our church. And Father, we'll thank and praise you for all that you do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. We're in Daniel chapter 6. So uh, you found out tonight, if you didn't already know, so two weeks ago, remember last week we had uh, an evangelist in, the guy from Ukraine, uh, but um, So we had that cliffhanger, remember? They stopped, what's going to happen to Daniel? And so tonight we've finished up. We're in Daniel chapter 6. We're kind of walking through Daniel. So just so happens that our Bible reading overlaps right now. And so we're in Daniel chapter 6. And we're going to look at this story. Since you've freshly read it, at least, in the last two weeks, uh, you should be fairly familiar with this story. Let me ask you a question. A couple of questions. Would you ever want to be a Daniel? I mean, would you ever want, to, want God to give you the opportunity to show how powerful and mighty that He is by placing you in a lion's den? I've got to be honest with you, knowing the end of the story now that we've gotten past the cliffhanger, I think it would be great to be a Daniel, right? First of all, I've always wanted to pet a lion, right? I mean, that just would be cool. Now, talk to Glory. Glory has actually pested a lion. And when he tells the story, it's hilarious. I'm going to let him tell it to you because it's just hilarious. But he has. They went on a, on a uh, photo safari or whatever it was. Anyway, they had a chance to pet the lions. And, and I think the, the name of it was like Run with the Cubs. And their idea was of cubs was any cat that was like less than two years old. So that's like a full-grown lion, you know. <laughs> so anyway, I'll let him tell you. I, I don't want to feel that thunder. But um, so... Uh, I thought I always thought, always thought that would be cool. Now I did hold a baby lion years ago. We had uh, we just stumbled. We were on vacation and we went to this little bitty mall. And in the mall they had pay twenty bucks and you would get your picture with a lion cub. And uh, so we had our kids and we got pictures. It's great. Wasn't it? We were doing it. I always thought that would be cool. But greater than that would be the incredible opportunity to watch God do something 
that no one would imagine God would do. Right? I mean, to, to watch God stop the mouths of the lions and bring you through that thing unscathed would just be, wow, who would not want that opportunity? By the way, all that list of people that I just mentioned that are going through some difficult things might consider just as a small part, you know, not, a, not necessarily a lion's den, but perhaps, I'm sure like to uh, Chuck and Robert, it's pretty much a lion's den. But, you know, here you are. Would you be willing to go through that for the glory of God? You know, that's, that's a big deal, right? So I'm just telling you, knowing the end of the story, it's easy to say, I'm in. If I didn't know the end of the story, that might be a little harder thing to say, right? I don't know. But here's the question that I really have for you. After you, after you decide if you'd be willing to go through that lion's den experience, Here's the question. What character trait did Daniel have? You've read the story. What character trait did Daniel possess that made the lion's den possible? What do you see? When you, when you think of Daniel, you think of courage, right? Courage. I'm going to tell you. That's exactly what I expected to hear. But you know what you never hear in this passage of Scripture? Courage. You never hear it. That is not the trait that God points out that is necessary to be a Daniel. Because the reality is, if I am a chicken, I'm not like a physical chicken, but if I'm scared to death, can I still be a Daniel? Absolutely. Because it's not about my strength or my courage that makes the difference, right? It is the courage of our Savior that, makes, that gets us through. And so, uh, I, I want to, as we're going back through this passage, I want you to tell me the character trait of Daniel that God says, this is what you need to be that Daniel going through these. Then I'll bring one other thing up, then we'll get to the passage. Uh, so we're in Daniel chapter 6, in case you haven't heard that. The Psalms tonight, perfect. Holy, holy, holy. Because we just read at the end of Daniel where the king stands up and declares about the God of heaven. Those kinds of things. When we said worthy of worship, worthy of... I have no idea whether this king became a follower. I'm going to tell you that history doesn't show forth this great change in the king. But the, the king does make some declarations that would be incredible if we heard them come from the mouths of God's people every now and again. Right? At the end of this, the king makes some, this, this wicked, godless king comes to some great conclusions about God, and he only comes to those conclusions because God allowed Daniel to go through the lion's den. Sometimes the difficulties that we face in life are worth it if it causes people to see our God in a new light. You understand? If we can change the way we view it, then maybe other people will change the way they view, they view this God of ours. So let's go back to verse 1. We're going to kind of walk ourselves through the passage and we'll have to hurry to get through it. But it says, It pleased Darius to set over the kingdom in 120 princes, which should be, which should be, uh, which should be, rule, ah, be over the whole realm. I'll get this someplace. The whole kingdom. And over these three presidents, of whom Daniel was first. So there's 120 then there's three that's over all that, and then Daniel is over those three, who was first that the princes might give accounts unto them, and that the king should have no damage. 
Then this Daniel was preferred above the presidents and princes because an excellent spirit was in him. We could stop there for a moment, right? What does it mean for Daniel to have an excellent spirit? Okay, God's going to define that in just a little bit. So faithful to God would be a really good thing, right? An excellent spirit you know, is, is just that. It's the idea of, of, in the New Testament, we are to strive for the excellency, the masteries, right? We're supposed to be becoming like Jesus Christ. And whether these people understand it or not, they're seeing in Daniel something that they don't see in everybody else. They're seeing in Daniel something unique. And there's this excellent spirit that is in Daniel. They're not seeing it in everybody else. He goes on and uh, to say, excuse me, I'm sorry. Because an excellent spirit was in him, and the king thought to set him over the whole realm. Now look at verse 4, and I want you to catch this. I want you to see if you can find the character traits, because they're right here in verse 4. Then the presidents and princes sought to find occasion against Daniel concerning the kingdom. But they could find none occasion nor fault, for as much as he was faithful, neither was there any error or fault found in him. Tell me, please, what character traits did Daniel have that made it possible for him to go through the lion's den? Faithfulness, that's one of them, right? That's the primary, right there. In fact, we see that in the New Testament. It is accounted, you know, this is what to steward, that we must be found faithful. Uh, when we stand before Christ and give an account, it will be, we're listening for that well done, thou good and faithful servant. That's, that's always been something that, you know, that God holds at high esteem. And Daniel was known for his faithfulness. This is huge. That we, you know, so it's not about courage. I have no idea if Daniel was courageous or not. Uh, the Bible doesn't describe what Daniel was doing when he was thrown in the lion's den. I mean, it, it tells a story, but, you know, do we know if Daniel was, like, begging and praying that God would keep him from the lion's den? Or do we, we don't, you know, we're not told that, really. We're told that the king didn't like it, they threw him in the den, in the den of lions. Okay, I mean, we're, it's pretty, pretty brief on that. What we're not, the Bible doesn't put courage up as it. What's the other thing that we would see in this verse? Say it again. Blameless. That's the good New Testament understanding of it, right? That word blameless. There's no fault found in him. No error or fault found in him. You know, that, that he is, his testimony is that if he says he will do it, he will. He's blameless. His testimony is that you know, he's, he's, not, he's not pretending. He's not lying. He, this isn't a game to Daniel. This is his way of life. He's, he's striving toward the mastery. He's, he's actually, if, we were, if Daniel were living in the New Testament, he would be that person who is putting off that old nature and putting on the new. Now, he has to look forward to that because Christ hasn't died for him yet, but that's where his faith is. And here's Daniel. He's being faithful, and he's being blameless. He's being without fault, without error. Those are the things that God says. This is the kind of person Daniel was. I don't know if he was brave or not. I don't know how courageous he was. The Bible doesn't tell us. I, I know that he went to the lion's den, but did he have a choice? Right? How much bravery does it take, Robert, to get cancer? <laughs> you know, it's not like Robert signed up for cancer six months ago and said, okay, Lord, I'll, I'll take it. No, it's like, here it is. Be courageous. <laughs> right? And courage isn't what it's about. Right? It's not courage. It's about, I'm going to be faithful in the midst of whatever's happening. 
I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to live my life in a blameless fashion in the midst of whatever's happening. And it might be that through my being faithful, God would give me an opportunity to step into a den of lions and come out unscathed for his glory and for his honor. That's what we're beginning to see here with Daniel. Look at verse 5. It says, Then these men, then said these men, We shall not find any occasion against Daniel. Look at what it says. Except we find it against him concerning the law of his God. So here's Daniel's reputation. Here's Daniel's testimony. You know what they know? They, you know what they know? They know that Daniel is a follower of God. They know who Daniel's God is. How all of that comes about, we don't know. Is Daniel talking to them about God all the time? I don't know. The Bible doesn't, doesn't record those, those things. What we know is they see in him an excellent spirit. His testimony is that he's faithful and blameless. And they know if they're going to be able to, to get at Daniel at all, they're going to have to do something with Daniel's God, about Daniel's God, or, or they're not going to be able to get at him. He, he has no other thing that they're going to be able to get at him with. And I'm, I'm just going to ask this. Who would, who would be able to say that about us? Right? Who would say about us? You know, I don't know much about that person, but I know they're a believer in God. I don't know much about that person, but here's what I know. I know that they think the Bible is an important book that they live by. Who would say that about us? Because that's what's happening here with Daniel. What allows Daniel to become this guy who's used by God to show forth God's awesome power in ways that no one would ever have imagined to see was that he was faithful, he was blameless, and everything in his life, seems, it seems, was about his God, was about his God, was about his God. You put those three things together and you're on your way to being a Daniel. That's, that's a big deal. Again, I don't know if he was courageous or not. I do know this. I do know that when we walk close to God, then it does seem, as we look in the scripture and even as we've had our own experiences, the closer we are with God, the less things frighten and scare us. Right? Life becomes less terrifying when we are closer to God. It's just the reality. When we are hiding under the shadow of his wing, then all of a sudden, you know, this life, it, it, it begins to... So that we become, we become like David. Not because David was this great and mighty man, but because David walked close to God. David is able to say, Though an host should encamp against me, my heart will not fear. Though war should rise against me in this Will I be confident? One thing about desire to the Lord, that will I seek after. That I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. As, as long as David was dwelling in the house of the Lord, as long as he was walking close to God, he was like, I can stand before an army and, and, and deal with it. The proof of David not being courageous is David and Goliath. Did David fight Goliath because he was, had courage? He fought Goliath because he said, I know that my God has already beat a bear and already beat a lion, and my God's going to beat you. It's about his God, not about him. It's about his God. If it's about us, we're in trouble, right? If it's about us, we go to the lion's den, and we're in trouble. But when it's about God, so they, these, these other guys that are out to get Daniel, they know it's all about Daniel's God. So you know the rest of the story. We're going to kind of work through it. These presidents assemble themselves together. They go to King Darius, they live forever. All the presidents of the kingdom, the governors and princes, the councils and captains, have consulted together. True or false? 
Who's the number one president? Daniel. This is false, right? All of the presidents, all minus one. You know, do you think it would have made a difference if they'd have gone to Darius and said, we all agree except for your number one guy, Daniel. Think it might have made a difference? I don't know. It really doesn't, you know, we're playing that game, I don't know. But they did, they're, they're lying to him. All the presidents and princes have come together and we've come up with this great idea, uh, King, and it says, you should make a decree, a decree that whosoever shall ask any petition of any god or any man for 30 days, save thee, O king, he shall be cast into the den of lions. Now, O king, establish the decree and, the, and sign the writing that it be not changed according to the law of the Medes and the Persians, Persians, which cannot be altered. So, the, I mean, this is a big deal, right? The king understands. So why did the king do it? Pride. Pride. No question about it, right? No question about it. Uh, king, let's prove to everybody that you're the greatest thing on the planet. Nobody can ask any petitions of any god or any other, anybody else except for you for 30 days. And let's show these people just how great you are. Now, you know, um, the Bible doesn't go ahead and describe all the great pride that, uh, you know, Darius had about all that. He just simply says, all right, I'm going to sign this thing. I mean, he, he signs it. And it's a decree you know, according to the laws of the Medes and Persians which cannot be altered. Uh, when, I, when I think of this, I'm reminded of a, a New Testament story. Not that they were under the same concept of a law that could not be altered, but this man did this for the keeping of his word. Do you remember something that happened in the New Testament? That the, the only reason they did it, the only reason they carried it out, was because they had said out loud they were going to, and they didn't want to... John the Baptist. Right. John the Baptist. over here. I was all about word, Brother Chuck. You used it to me. Uh, I didn't see Brother Chuck, so I could have used you as an illustration. But anyway, so John the Baptist, right? Uh, and he says, I'll give you anything you want, anything you want. And she says, I want the head of John the Baptist. Oh. I didn't want to, he didn't want to do that, but for the keeping of his word, right? So here's Darius, same way. I was like, ah, he's gotten himself backed into a corner. He signed this petition. It cannot be altered. Even by him, it cannot be altered. Now, when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, I want you to see verse 10. Because, folks, we cannot get to the lion's den as a Daniel without verse 10. Take a look at verse 10. When Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house. And his windows being opened in his chamber toward Jerusalem, he kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God. And if we stop there, we might come to the conclusion that Daniel is flaunting his prayer to everyone. But that's not true. Look at the last four words. As he did aforetime. Daniel just did what he always did. Folks, the reason Daniel went to the lion's den was because Daniel was living for God, and when everybody said, don't live for God, Daniel continued to do what he was doing. We are not going to be a Daniel if, you know, uh, here's, we just watched this, all right? Now, I'm going to use, I'm going to use COVID. It's not biblical, all right? So I'm going to use a non-biblical concept of this, right? So here we are, we're a group of people who, for the most part, we're not against medications and everything like that, right? But all of a sudden, when our employer said, you have to have a COVID shot, you know what we were like? What? You can't make, you can't tell me what to do. I mean, and, I, and we, we have to stop and think, wait, wait a minute now, wait a minute. How many other things have we rolled over for? 
put it, the government stepped in and said, you can't do it. We're like, you can't, we're American citizens, you can't make me get this shot. And I'm going to tell you that, you know, all too often as Christians, it's, we wait until our faith is challenged to start living it. And we want to pretend that it's something important to us, right? Um, if, if we went to school tomorrow and the school stood up and said, no one can pray in the cafeteria over their lunch, their meal today. There would be, I mean, there would be riots everywhere, right? Not riots, but there'd be Christian kids saying, you can't tell us we can't pray. And, and all of a sudden, the school would be full of praying kids who didn't pray last Friday for their meal. But when you tell them they can't, all of a sudden they're going to do it. That's not what Daniel was going through here. You understand? That is not the story of Daniel. If you and I are going to walk into the lion's den and survive, it has to be because we were already living for God before we ever get to the lion's den. You can't walk in the lion's den and decide to start living for God. It doesn't work that way. Daniel did not have to change anything about his lifestyle to be used by God to, for God to show forth this awesome power. All Daniel had to do was to do what he was always doing. Be faithful. Be blameless. And as he had done every day before, Three times, he would go to his window, face Jerusalem, and pray to God. That's what Daniel was doing. And I'm afraid that sometimes we get backed into a corner by life, and all of a sudden we are offended by what has been brought to us, by, by the idea that someone has told us we can't, or that someone has challenged our faith, and all of a sudden we want to be these great Christians, thinking that God's going to do for us what he did for Daniel. And oh my, how many times have we watched a Christian walk into the lion's den and be ripped to shreds, so to speak? Not because God failed. God doesn't fail. But that's not what it takes to be a Daniel. It doesn't take the courage to walk into the lion's den. It takes the faithfulness of what, what I was before as I'm facing the lion's den to go in. So, uh, anyway... Then it goes, let's go on, says, uh, verse 12, they came near and spake to the king, and now, now they're coming back to the king. And they said, came near and spake to the king, concerning the king's decree, hast thou not signed a decree? Now, sometimes you think, how wimpy is this king, right? I mean, seriously, he's like being dragged around by the nose by these, by these uh, captains and people who are under him, right? Who are under him. But, you know, so then they're coming. How dare they? They first lied to him, and now they have the, the audacity to come, King, here's the paper, you signed it, send Daniel to the lion's den. I mean, they, it's like they've taken over, you know, but the king, he is bound by this thing that he signed, and so uh, they go and say, haven't, haven't you done this, king? That every man has asked a petition of thee, etc., etc., etc. Then they said, verse 13, uh, unto the king, that Daniel, which is of the children of the captivity of Judah, Regardeth not thee, O king, true or false. That's not true. Does Daniel show honor and respect to the king? That's why he's number one president. Right? You understand? This is not true. They've set up, this is that proverbial catch-22, right? He can't do any, no matter which way he goes, he's in trouble, same way as the king. So that Daniel, here he is, uh, regardeth not thee, O king, nor the decree that thou hast signed, but make it a petition three times a day. Look at verse 14, the king. And he read these words, the sword is pleased with himself. And set his heart on Daniel to deliver him. 
and labored till the going down of the sun to deliver him. I mean, the king is going out of his way to try and get Daniel out of this predicament. It's a difficult thing because the king's the one that signed it. Then these men assembled themselves to the king and said, Know thou, king, that the law of the Medes and Persians is decreed that you can't it's established, it can't be changed. And uh, Verse 16 then, so, okay, the king commanded, they brought Daniel, and they cast him into the den of lions. I want you to see this, right? Where's the, where's the statement that said, Daniel walked bravely into the den of lions? It's not there. It was not, it, this is not about Daniel's bravery. This is about God's power. If it's about Daniel, the king would praise Daniel in the end. And he doesn't. It's not about Daniel. It's not about us. It is about God and the opportunity God gives us to bring him glory and honor. So, they cast Daniel in the den of lions. Now the king spake unto Daniel and said, Listen, I love this. I'm not, this is not a question. There's not a question mark. This is not, listen to what the king says. Daniel, thy God, whom thou servest, what's the word? By the way, that's what it takes to be Daniel. That's that faithfulness. Whom thou servest continually. He will deliver thee. Wow. That's the king. The king has a lot of faith. How did the king come to, to, to that statement there? What do you think? How is it that the king would come to that conclusion? We don't know. The Bible doesn't tell us. What do you think? How would the king come to that conclusion? He's watching Daniel. He's watching the excellent spirit that's in Daniel. He's watching Daniel be faithful. He's watching Daniel be blameless. He's watching Daniel be, be continually serving. He's watching that. That is the hallmark character trait of Daniel. Is his consistency in life. His faithfulness. And the king comes to this conclusion. Wicked, godless king, says Daniel, I don't know much, but watching your God work in your life, I'm convinced that your God will deliver you from this lion's death. And uh, now the king has a moment of doubt, right? So the king then, uh, they, they throw him in there, they seal it with the king's ring, etc., etc. Then the king went to his palace and passed the night What's the word? Now, again, I, you know, the Bible, this is what the Bible says. Is he fasting in some great spiritual, I don't know, is he fasting in prayer? Is he just fasting because, probably more like this, fasting because that's what they're accustomed to doing in, in their worshiping of false gods. But this is what he's doing. He's fasting. Neither were instruments of music before him, and his sleep went from him. Then the king rose very early in the morning, went in haste to the den of lions. And he comes to the den, and he cries with a lamentable voice unto Daniel. And the king spake and said, Daniel, O oh Daniel, servant of the living God, is thy God, whom thou servest continually, able to deliver thee from the lions? Was he, is it possible? He said it with confidence earlier. Confidence may have been somewhat shaken. And I love it. You can, almost, you can just watch it, right? The scenario. As he waits. And there's this moment of silence. Then Daniel, and then said Daniel unto the king, O king, live forever. My God has sent his angel and has shut the mouths of the lions and they have not hurt me. Wow. The opportunity you guys have is cancer. 
to be a testimony of a God who is so awesomely great is unique here. The opportunities we have as we face the difficulties of life and the hurdles we have to get over is to stay faithful to God and let God show Himself strong in ways that we would have never imagined. You know what I don't see? The Bible doesn't say. Here's what I think. This is what I think. The Bible doesn't say. Daniel is not the one saying, Don't worry, king. My God's going to deliver me. That's not Daniel. It's the king saying, Daniel, your God's going to deliver you. Daniel's more like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Whether we burn or not, we're not going to bow. Daniel's like, the outcome doesn't matter to me, God, or king. I'm going to be faithful to God, period, right? I'm just going to be faithful to God. And that's what Daniel does. So there's no, it's not, I don't, I don't know if Daniel spent the night before fasting and praying, saying, God, please get me out of this predicament. I don't know. The Bible doesn't record any of that. But the Bible records the king saying, God's going to deliver you. And then Daniel saying, O king, live forever. God has sent his angels, shut the mouths of the lions, and I have not been hurt. Wow. That is powerful. This is why those songs we sang were so important. Because look what happens next and we're done. Verse 23. Then was the king exceeding glad for him and commanded that they should take Daniel up out of the den. So Daniel was taken up out of the den, and no manner of hurt was found upon him, because he believed in his God. Then the king commanded that they brought those men that accused Daniel, and cast them into the den of lions, them, their children, their wives, and the lions had the mastery of them, and break all their bones in pieces, or ever they came, before they ever hit the bottom of the, they hit the floor, the lions were shredding them to pieces. Then Darius wrote unto all people, nations, and languages that dwell on the earth. Peace be multiplied unto you. I make a decree that in every dominion of my kingdom, men tremble and fear before the God of Daniel. You know what needs to happen in America? Washington needs to tremble and fear before the God of Daniel. You know how that happens? You've got to have a Daniel. You've got to have a lion. That's how it happens. For he is the living God, worthy of worship, worthy of praise, right? And steadfast forever. And his, his, God's kingdom. Isn't it amazing that this king recognizes that God has a kingdom that is above his own? His kingdom, that which shall not be destroyed, and his dominion shall be even unto the end. And then the end of it is so great. Because God doesn't stop after the lion's death. Verse 28. So Daniel prospered. What a good God. Facing a lion's den? Stay faithful. Willing to go to a lion's den? Be faithful. Faithful is the key. Heads out, I go. Well... There's an old song we used to sing, Dare to be a Daniel, dare to stand alone. Are we willing to be a Daniel, even if the lion's den is a series of cancer treats? Even if the lion's den is a hurtful loss in relationship? 
even if the lion's dead, is a loss in job and financial. Are we willing to be faithful? Well, folks, you don't become a Daniel in the lion's den. You become a Daniel. And then God uses you to cause others to fear and tremble at the awesomeness of this great God of ours. Are you willing to be a Daniel? That's the question. Pastor, I'm not sure how willing I am as I hear some of these lion's den scenarios. But the reality is, Pastor, I want to be a Daniel just in case God gives me that opportunity. Pastor, I want to be a Daniel. I want to be that faithful, continually serving, blameless servant of God. Pastor, would you pray that I will have the courage to take steps toward being a Daniel? Would you pray for me, Pastor? Would you slip your hand up and say this so I can pray for you? Hands across the place. Father, raise up Daniel's that your name might be glorified and that others might be brought to their knees before you. And we'll thank and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand. We're going to sing together. 493, I'll live for him. 493, I'll live for him. Keep it making space. I'm going to give you peace. Let's miss Mary get up there. <laughs>